Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Oderico, and joining me is LPJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, bringing you some of the best golfers, teacher professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started. All right, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us uh, here this morning on the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Oderico, and right alongside, of course, is LPJ professional and Legends Tour player Cindy Miller, the host of the uh, Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy. How are you? I'm doing well, Ted. How are you? I'm doing well uh, as as well. Uh, as we were just talking about off air, I just got back from a short little vacation out in California, um, and... Uh, Glad to be back. Had a great time. Don't get me wrong. We had a great time out there, and uh, but I am glad to be back. And of course, we were off air last week because of that. So, um, looking forward to, to sort of digging back in. We got a great show this morning, Cindy. We've got two great guests starting off here uh, from the Smetra Tour. We've got Patty uh, Tavatanic, um, and uh, she's going to be joining us here in just a moment. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and uh, then we're going to be joined a little bit later on in the show by Robbie Raw, who is a registered nurse as well as an integrative uh, nutritionist and motivational health and fitness speaker and also radio host of The Raw Truth. So we're going to talk to her a little bit uh, later on in the show. But um, how are things going with you, Cindy? What's uh, new and exciting? What plates are you spinning this week? Uh, what am I doing this week? It's kind of a chill week until <laughs> the end of the week where I get to go to Corning, New York for the uh, Legends Tour Invitational. Corning Country Club is having its 100th anniversary, and 26 former LPGA Tour players, including me, are going to come uh, go to Corning, and we're going to play. I'm in a shootout on Friday with 10, well, nine former champions and me, and then uh, Saturday's a pro-am to celebrate their 100th anniversary. So I'm really excited about that. Very good. Play well and uh, have a great time as well uh, with some of your fellow uh, Legends Tour players. Um, always exciting, you know, when you get to play an event like that, I'm sure, right? Yeah, because um, I don't know if you read my article over the weekend in the Buffalo News about, you know, never being good enough. Uh, right. So it's a really big deal to me. At, at, Patty Rizzo was invited. She's the head women's golf coach at the University of Miami, my alma mater, where I went, and mm-hmm. she hurt her knee. So they were going to have 10 former champions in the shootout. Patty hurt herself, so the director of the tournament called me and said, you know what, you've done a lot for this country club. You've done a lot for the LPGA, so we'd like to invite you to take her place. And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, unfortunately, she uh, wasn't able to to play, but that's a, a plus for you, and I know you'll uh, uh, do a great job uh, in your spot as well. Um, all right, Cindy, we're going to bring on our, our first guest. Let me uh, tell you a little bit about her. Uh, again, her name is Patty uh, Tavatanikit, and uh, she's a native of Bangkok, Thailand, although she does reside uh, in California. 
but she's on her way to uh, another event. Uh, she attended the Kirapat Invitational uh, International School in her native country and was winner of the Callaway Junior Golf Association uh, Championship in 2014 and named the 2016 American Junior Golf Association's A or AGGA uh, Player of the Year. Uh, she's also a two-time AJGA winner at the uh, 2016 Ping Invitational and Rolex Tournament, Tournament of Championships. Um, and uh, she's also was a member of the West team at uh, 2017 uh, Wyndham Cup and finished with a 4.00 overall record. Uh, she won actually a few weeks ago, Cindy. This is her second win that we're celebrating uh, this week. She was the, the winner at the 2019 Donald Ross Classic at French Lick a few weeks ago, and then she followed that up with a back-to-back -back win at the uh, 2019 Danielle Downey Credit Union Classic. So let's uh, welcome our very special guest uh, first up this morning, Patty Tavataniket. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Tell everybody. Now, as I mentioned, you were, you were uh, originally from Thailand, but uh, you're living out in, in California right now. But uh, you actually had a later flight last night. Where are you uh, this week? Um. We just got in last night um, to Albany right now, and we, yeah, we traveled from Rochester yesterday, so it's a bit of a work, um, but I'm here now, and um, I'm ready for this new week. Good. Now, what what events? Are you playing in an event this week? Yes. Um, it's a, what's, another cemetery event. It's C. I, I don't know the name. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's like early in the morning. I didn't really get to look into yeah. No, that's okay. A lot that's of okay. like the facts and stuff, but um, it's it's been hectic for the past five weeks, and this is my sixth week, so I'm a little falling behind with everyone. But I'm 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 gonna catch up throughout the week. Well, that's good. Well, as long as you made it to the right spot for the tournament, that's the main thing. Um, all right, I'm gonna just quickly start off here with just a question or two, and then Cindy, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Um, as I mentioned, you, you won a few weeks ago at the uh, Donald Ross Classic. Uh, that was your first professional win. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll talk about uh, your, your recent win here at the uh, Danielle uh, Downey Classic. So how was, Don um, how was yeah. the uh, Donald Ross Classic? So in French, like, um, the course was really hard. Like, the greens were, were, were really hard. Like, during my practice round, I'm like, what? What are these? But then, you know, like throughout the week, I think um, the pin positions are really tough. So I I just figured out that, you know, like just put myself in a good position on the green below the cup and hopefully, you know, like some pots will drop. But, um, you know, I was hitting it pretty solid throughout the week and then um, <clears throat> not not so well on the second day. I, I, I think I shot like only one under. But you know that like that um, put me in a really like kind of falling behind position. So I was like two or three back on the second round, and then going to the last round, we um, I was I played in like the third to last group off, so I didn't feel a lot of pressure. Um, I would say that was like <clears throat> that week was the idealist way for me to win, you know, because I like chasing and I like to chase. I like the grind, um, obviously not for last week, but that week especially, it, w it was something really special, and it was my first win, and I 
I was two back and ended up winning by three. So that that was um, that was really special because um, you know chasing on the last day is not easy, but um, <clears throat> it's something I really like to do. So you like to pursue. You enjoy the the pursuit of the, the challenge as opposed yes. to. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, it's nice to be in the lead and and uh, always good to be in that position as well. But you kind of like mm-hmm. that chase, that that sort of adrenaline, if you will. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, now I mentioned also too. Let, let me ask you before we talk about the Downey Credit Union Classic. Um, mm-hmm. You you mentioned about French Lick, uh, about uh, it mm-hmm. being a very challenging. Was that one of the most challenging courses that you found so far this year? Um. Yes, French. Obviously, yeah, definitely for sure. Because it was, well, it's hard to walk, one. It was really hilly. And then um, the greens were so tough. Like, you have to be in the right position. I mean, on the second round, I was, like, I didn't hit a bad shot at all. But I ended up pinned high and on the right. And it was the only spot on the green that I should not be on. And I happened to be there, and I four-putted from there. So, like, it tells you. It's just like at, right after that hole, it just like tells me that okay, know where you you can miss around the green and just play from there. So I mean, right, right. It, it was yeah, it was it, it was it was really tough, and with the wind too. Um, I think on the last few days, it it made it really hard. Right. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but as I mentioned in the opening uh, comments and that, that uh, our co-host here, Sydney uh, Miller, who's an LPGA professional and Legends Tour player, uh, has teed mm-hmm. it up at French Lick a number of times. And Cindy, you can attest to how difficult uh, the course is as well, correct? Well, I've not played the Donald Ross course. We play um, the Pete Dye course. And, yeah, I can attest to that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a nightmare. But, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's, it's defensive golf. Holy cow, this is so hard. And and you just have to be patient. So I get yeah. it, right? Yeah, that's the key right there to every golf course, too. Just be patient. Well, and I think, I don't Cindy, like it, it really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, Cindy, too, you know, it, it really goes to positioning. Yeah, you know, as she was saying, you know, she was in the one spot she didn't want to be. Uh, on on one of the greens and and uh, you know ultimately ended up four putting so you know getting in the right position is key um, for that so Cindy go ahead and I know you've got some questions for uh, for Patty as well. I would like to know when your first ever professional event was because I believe it was fairly recently. Yes, I made the pro debut at the U.S. Women's Open and. South Carolina, just I I believe a month or two months ago. Holy cow! <laughs> wow. So how it's, many it's, Symmetra it's Tour events have you played in? Four. Yes, last week was my fourth. Okay, so you're on a and mission. You, and you won. Yeah. Yeah, and she won two of them. <laughs> wow. So let Go me ahead, ask Cindy. you: Are you? Um, how many years have you been in the U.S., and how long um, have you played golf? Well, I started playing golf at the age of eight, and, um, well, living in the U.S., this is my second year because I moved um, to L.A. my freshman year because I, I, <clears throat> I went to UCLA, and I, 
I left halfway. Um, I'm supposed to be a junior there. And, yeah, I've been living in L.A. ever since I moved to college. But other than that, I would just come here every summer to play junior golf, play junior world, play, you know, like a bunch of tournaments during the summer and then go back and study. Um, and I started to play HAGA at the age of, I believe, 15 or 14. And then ever since, if I get any invitation to play in the, um, like, invitational tournaments, and now I'll fly over and play because <clears throat> my goal is to come here and, you know, get the education and hopefully turn pro and um, apparently I turned pro before I graduated. So that's that's what I did so far. Who who taught you while you were in Thailand? My my dad has always been my coach um, in my entire life. He, he helped me with golf, with everything, even like my mental game um, on like the basic it, stuff. But, um, yeah. Is he a golf professional? He's not a golf professional. He's a golf fanatic. <laughs> that is awesome. Tell wow. your dad, congratulations. Great job. Um, is he over here with you? No, he's up in his room. Uh, he's up in the room right now. I'm like down in the lobby. just to. Oh, but he's traveling with you. Yeah, he is traveling with me everywhere. So it, it, it helped a lot, you know, like, he can just tell me, like, what's wrong, like, in the middle of a round, we would just, you know, apply those kind of, like, what I have to feel in my, and then put it in my play box. I don't know if you guys know what a play box is, but it's basically. I do. What, yes, like, mm-hmm. like, over the ball, and I just, um, you know, only think about what I should feel and just, like, not think about the results. So I apply a lot of stuff, and you know, technical and also, like, mental. And it, it's been helping me a lot um, since the start of my pro career. Yeah, have you ever been to see Lynn Marriott and Pia Nelson? Because that think box, play box is a yes, lot of their stuff. Um, I, I saw them before I came out of play for Metro Tour. I just want to have, you know, more tools in my bag. To, to be able to come out here and compete, and um, I feel more ready. And I've been keeping in touch with them, and they're in Europe right now. And um, it's been good, you know, just focusing on what I can control. And it, it, it made golf more fun for me. Like, I went to a three-day camp, and it changed my whole perspective towards golf. I enjoy it more. I love it more. I even like when it's hard, like, it's just so fun to see that, like, not every day is your day. That's awesome. And are you friends with Maria and uh, uh, Maria and Aria? And Aria. Um, we know each other, but, like, um, they're obviously way older, and I'm, like, only 19, they're, like, 25, 24. Um, so, like, I've never really, you know, like, growing up play with them. But, yeah, I would see them around. We say hi to each other. So, but yeah, they motivated me to be right here where I am and, you know, just kind of work hard. I would say her three wins, her three in a row wins that year, I, I believe it was like three three years ago, um, that really mo- helped motivate me to to want to be um, Rolex Junior Player of the Year, and which I did, and um, 
ever since like I I looked up to them and how good of a golfer they are and it's just helped because you know they make golf <clears throat> in Thailand grow a lot more and I am uh, looking forward to that too. Awesome. Awesome. Go ahead, Ted. Very very good. So let me ask you just um while you were mentioning it, Patty, you said you went to a three day camp and it really sort of changed your perspective on things. What specifically can you recall from that uh, experience that helped you change? What specifically were you um, taught there and, and um, you know, that sort of helped put you on a, a slightly different path than what you had been? Well, I think mainly I figured out that um, I understand the nature of golf and the nature of, you know, human skills more. And I understand mm-hmm. that, Yes, I'm a, like I am a perfectionist. It's if I putt, I can always find something like okay, that wasn't a solid stroke, or like I feel like I hit that too hard, but it like went in. But other than that, you know, like it changed my perspective in the sense that <clears throat> I understand that human skills we make mistakes, and how I think I I accept the truth better. As in, you know, just mm-hmm. take, just take whatever, just take whatever's there, just take whatever's come, because <clears throat> you have more and more and more golf ahead of you. It, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for you to like waste your like energy just on one shot. Just take it and move on. Kind of, kind of perspective, and it, it made golf a little more enjoyable for me in the sense that like I can, you know, like look at how my body's doing and it's 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 just not about the result because naturally every golfer were result oriented we're outcome oriented and i think that's like more than enough for us to get frustrated and get you know hard on ourselves but you know mm-hmm. like more than that i feel like it's just the process of being aware of my body and my mind and my golf game and improve from there it's a really fun process it's just it 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 not it i i would say i'm not like focused on my result it's just i'm focusing on my process and it's it's been helping me like i i'm playing well because i'm not thinking about playing well that's basically what's been working for me so wow. it, i guess uh yeah that's fantastic i, love that. I, I guess it to sort of sum that up, basically what it's taught you to do is to relax more on the golf course and not be so uptight and and focused on, uh, as you said, the results all the time. Obviously, the results are going to take care of itself through, um, you know, mm-hmm. hard work uh, and preparation. But learning to relax yeah. and be calm uh, in the moment uh, is really what you're talking about, correct? Um, yes, but like, you know, like here and there, I still have that tenseness in myself, but I would say, yeah, I've become more relaxed going to Vision 54, and it, it helped me to become a more happier golfer. Well, and, and that's going to—that's also going to parlay out into your, your everyday life, too. Even off the golf course, that's going to help you, um, you know, have more enjoyment because you're, you're exactly right. I think uh, as golfers, um, you know, uh, on the professional level, I, tend, I think you tend to be very hard on yourselves if you're not making every putt or hitting every shot just so. Um, it, it can it can really kind of play and, and mess with your mind a little bit. So um, 
let me ask you, as I mentioned, you know, you won the Donald Ross Classic a few weeks ago, and then you backed it up with another win at the Daniel Downey uh, Credit Union Classic uh, here just a, a week ago. So what, from your first win a few weeks ago at the Donald Ross, which obviously, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, was your first win, what did you learn from that win that helped you uh, to close the door, if you will, uh, on your second win? What what was different about the wins, do you think? It was different um, <clears throat> because I was so tired. It was my fourth week, um, and I didn't expect to win again. I just really uh, what I was trying to do was just, you know, focus on my golf game and just try to make less mistake as possible because <clears throat> this course last week was really narrow. It was it was a totally like different different course and different kind of view. Um in my eyes I, I would say like it didn't really fit my eye on the first day of the practice round. But focusing on my plate box really helped keep my ball in play and you know, like ever since like I've been hitting solid so if I keep my ball in play, then I have a chance to make birdies, which I did. But um, the difference was that I had a five-shot. He's going into the last round, and it was kind of a weird situation for me to be in because I didn't know, like, what my mindset should be. And, it, like, my last round was kind of miserable for the first couple of holes because um, I, was hit, I was hitting it fine, but I wasn't, like, making putts because, like, I wasn't, there's no like clarity in my mind. Like what what was I doing that day? But then you know, like a hole out on number eight kind of loosened up everything and I just play from there. So I think that's the difference, like the mindset going into the last round, like with that five shot sleep, you know, like if you screw up and yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna be so sad afterwards. But um it was it it was the play box that kept me going that round very very good and and you know and and obviously you you went in certainly not with the expectation to to win again uh but obviously yeah. you did have some confidence from the previous week because you uh you played a very challenging course at French Lick and um you know there were uh, difficult uh, walking as you said and and the greens were uh difficult um, so that obviously knowing that you could play a challenging course like that had to give you some confidence, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, but at the same time, I mentioned how it's not the same as in, like, it was it was narrow. And with the wind, with those tree-line courses, it's, it's hard to judge the wind. So controlling the ball flight is definitely crucial out there. That's what I've been doing last week. So, like, I was hitting, you know, like a little flight or maybe like a, a cut into the hole or like a low punch and, and kind of control my spin, so that helped a lot. And obviously, like, right. the variety of shots definitely matters out there when it's windy and it can't, like, you don't know what's going on up there and you can't feel it because then the tree's blocking the wind, but the wind's blowing up there. So it, it was hard and it was challenging. But I learned a lot just from playing at, um, French Lake and also like you know in Cincinnati and even like up in Harris my first Metro Tour event like ever since I mean even from National this year like at um, Blessing it was the hardest golf course I've ever played in my life and I learned a lot from that you know just 
just a, a whole new perspective after right after that week um, at the blessings and then right after blessings, you know, I told myself anything's possible. This course is really hard and I went through it for, I don't know, four or five days and I just told myself I can play anywhere from now on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, a, a positive thing to have that confidence in that, to know that you can do it and to be able to step up there and actually do it, um, you know, speaks volumes. You also mentioned just sort of finally here as we, we kind of get ready to wrap up, um, you mentioned that you did a workout uh, when you got to um, uh, where you are now. Uh, is that something mm-hmm. that you try to focus on a lot? Do you work out pretty regularly uh, while you were on tour? Yeah. For sure, I um, I'm really um, it matters to me a lot to work out and keep my muscles intact and keep them working the way it should be. So what I do is I would work out, you know, try to work out three days a week, but then maybe Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and just you know, like do kind of you know, like my lower body and my core, and then. Throw in a little bit of cardio, not a lot since I already walk like the whole day, but mainly um, I'm just keeping my muscles intact and having it work the way it should so I don't get tired or fatigued, you know, on the last round or like throughout the week, throughout long weeks. So it, it, it really helps for sure. It's to, you know, like as I mentioned, I have to kind of control my shots off the tee. And into the green, so it 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 matters to me to be able to swing the way I want to. Right, right, exactly. Well, I know you got to get ready for for this week, um, Cindy. Any final thoughts or, or questions that you have for for Patty before we let her go? No, I just want to say congratulations, best of luck, and keep doing what you're doing because clearly it's working. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, welcome. Patty. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you again for joining us this morning here on the Women of Golf, and uh, good luck this week, and and keep the uh, uh, keep the putts rolling. Thanks for having me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank All right, you we, so much. We we appreciate. It. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. All right, very uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, you know, Cindy, she's uh, just played a few events this year, and she's won fifty percent of them. I mean, she played four events on the Symmetra Tour. Uh, barely a month ago, and uh, and closed uh, closed it out on two of the events. So that's a pretty nice record, I think, to have, isn't it? Absolutely, she's doing what she's supposed to be doing yeah. for her. That's right, exactly. And uh, you know, I like what she said too. How uh, you know, Vision Fifty Four really helped her change her mindset, and I think that's something that a lot of golfers. Uh, fall into that trap where they just get too hard on themselves. And, you know, I understand that. I think, you know, that's sort of a, a par for the course, no pun intended. But I think that's something a lot of golfers, especially our amateur golfers, get caught in. They get, you know, too much focused on um, the, the struggles around the golf course and not just sort of, you know, enjoying the moment. Um, before we bring out Robbie, uh, Cindy, I know you've got uh, a little promotional uh, clip here that we want to play. So why don't you quickly set that up and then we'll play it and then we'll introduce Robbie and, and bring her on the show. Well, I'm passionate about people using the game of golf as a business tool. And you and I both know, and most people that play golf understand the fact that uh, having four hours with someone on a golf course is very important. So go for it. Take a listen. 
Everyone knows business deals are made on the golf course. Knowing how to act is just as important as how you hit it. As an LPGA professional and corporate trainer, I offer workshops, seminars, and executive retreats to teach you how to do both. From the back nine to the boardroom, improve your team from the inside out, or Golf 101 for Executives might be the perfect fit for your team. Maybe it's time to make some deals on the course. For more information, go to CindyMillerInc.com. All right, very good. All right, we've got another great guest coming up. Uh, Cindy, let me just tell everybody a little bit about her, and we will bring her on the show as well. Uh, Our next guest is Robbie Raw. She's a registered nurse and an internationally known integrative health fitness and nutritional practitioner, uh, drawing on her 35-plus years of experience teaching health, nutrition, and fitness classes and running her wellness uh, private practice on a daily basis. She's also uh, hosts her own radio show on faith, family, food, and fitness, The Raw Truth, on WDCX Radio and ESPN 1520 Radio. She's also the co-host of the Carrie and Robbie Show on WDCX Radio, uh, all streaming live worldwide. And she's been uh, seen regularly on ABC TV with her health and nutritional segments and has been featured on ESPN TV as well. So, uh, Cindy, let's welcome our second special guest uh, this morning, Robbie Roth. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining well, us. <laughs> well, we're happy. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you perfect. Um, Robbie, we're glad to have you join us this morning. Cindy, you go ahead and, and start things off. Well, I just met Robbie. I, I knew she existed because she's a powerhouse in Western New York. But I just met her this year because she chose to learn to play the game of golf. And what I have found is she is so passionate about what she does. She's, um, we're kind of like two peas in a pod, basically. So tell us what motivates you to action, Robbie. I want to know. Well, overall, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I think the fact is that I've lost three family members. I have more family in heaven than I have here, and it's uh, made me realize that we're not promised tomorrow. Uh, You know, we have to live that abundant life every single day that I believe we're designed to live, and, uh, you know, that causes me to pack as much as I can in my life because, hey, we never know. Not one of us are promised tomorrow. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you know, I, um, I've i been very blessed over all of these years to uh, be able to create. I was a nurse at first. Um, you know, my mom back in the day said to me, would you rather be a teacher or a nurse? I mean, those were the two choices back then. And I said, well, I guess I'll be a nurse because I love fitness. I love health. I love the body. And so um, I started out as a nurse. And back then I saw so many people in the hospital um, that were, you know, that could have been avoided, uh, whatever they had could have been avoided by living a healthy lifestyle, by being active and by eating right. And I don't know how that came into my mind, but something clicked in my mind. And I realized that I was in sick care rather than health care. And uh, I said to my mom, you know, I know I went through nursing. I've been a nurse for almost 20 years I want to be on the other end of nursing, which is called preventative nursing, and I want to help people to be well, to stay out of the hospital. Uh, And so that's when I really started to focus on healthcare 
and I created this, you know, amazing career uh, that I've had over almost 40 years in the healthcare industry. And so golf is part of being active. And I don't know why it took me so long to get into it, but I'm so glad that I am uh, able to do that right now because uh, I can, you know, my husband and I are empty nesters now and it gives us another thing to do together. And Cindy, you're just incredible. I'm just so grateful and blessed to have met the best to learn from. Well, thank you. Ted, what do you got for Brid, or for Robbie? Sorry. Um, Robbie, let me ask you that. That's um, I couldn't uh, agree 100% with, with what you just said. And, and I want to talk about golf here in just a second, but I want to talk to you a little bit more about fitness. You know, one of the things I think society for, for many, many years, and I, I'm referring to, um, I look at my parents as an example, that generation. I'm in my, my mid-50s, so that gives you an idea of the range I'm talking about. You know, the idea was, you know, you worked hard and then you retired. You just sort of relaxed, maybe traveled a little bit. There wasn't really uh, a lot of movement. But today's society has changed. People, as you just pointed out, want to be more active. They don't want to uh, really even think about retirement the same way. So how did that help shape you, um, that sort of mindset uh, to, to being active? Obviously, you mentioned you, uh, you know, have, have lost some, some family members here uh, and, and our condolences for that. But what do you see different in the way things are changing now towards health and fitness? You know, that's a great question. I think that people are realizing that uh, they're going to spend either the time and the money, their time and money either in sick care or in health care. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a choice for all yep. of us. Um, you know, either right. way, you're going to spend the time and the money. And I've heard people say, oh, I don't have the time to work out. I don't have the money to eat right now. And that's what I say to them. You're going to spend the time and the money either way. And I think more and more people are realizing that. Um, I think that also we have so many different ways to stay motivated and uh, active. You know, we have fit trackers, we have bike trackers, we have watches, we have all kinds of technology right now to help us track uh, what we're doing. And it is motivating. I mean, I just, you know, I'm in a local bike club and, you know, I'm last night we rode a ride and I'm able to see, you know, what my cadence is, how many calories I'm burning, you know, what my friend next to me is doing and everything else. And it's very motivational, mm -hmm. but I, I do believe that really we realize, and I realized how much, um, I'm an author of the book, the raw truth, recharge seven truths to health and fitness in almost my 40 years of being a nutritionist and a uh, fitness buff, if you will, I realized that I think other people are realizing that our bodies, our temporary earth suits, the way we take care of them are affected by our faith, family, food, fitness, detox, sleep, and stress management. It's all related. You cannot do, uh, you know, focus on one thing without the other. And I actually realized that in the, in the game of golf, too. I mean, obviously, the way you play or perform in any arena has a lot to do with your mental and physical health. So, um, but, you know, if you, if you have an imbalance in, say, your, your faith or your family, you're living in a toxic relationship or you're not eating right or you're not taking care of your body or you're not managing your stress or you're not managing your sleep, it's going to affect you in all arenas of your life. It's all integrated. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. And, um, you know, we see it often, you know, seeing as, as teacher professionals, we see it all the time on the golf course, people bringing their baggage. Uh, you know, we laughed one, one show a few years ago and, you know, I'd said something along the lines that, you know, people are basically wheeling up like they're going to the airport with their, with their baggage to, to the lesson tee. And, you know, <laughs> that's a recipe for disaster right there. So my question to you, um, we're going to shift to golf now uh, for a little bit, but um, where have you been uh, all these years uh, on the golf course? Uh, you said you didn't get there until late. So what happened? What, why was there a delay in, in coming out and playing this great game? <laughs> that's a good question because I've had a lot of friends who I know have said, Cindy Miller, Cindy Miller, Cindy Miller to me. And, uh, you know, I think I have just, been so involved in my own arena in the gym and in you know uh in what I do and on the bike and they have I my husband wasn't into it at the time and I just thought well that's something I'll do you know later on in life but um honestly it is it's a great way to not only be outside but also to stay in shape and to help mind, body, soul, spirit. I mean, like I said, it's, it's just as much mental uh, as it is physical. And, and the way you perform or play has a lot to do with your mental and physical health. So to answer your question, my husband just got into it last year. And, um, you know, again, I was just like, okay, well, I guess if we're going to do things together, the kids are gone now. Um, I better start by taking some lessons because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's the best, that's the best place to start. You know, a lot of folks just, you know, grab some clubs and try to go out and play and they get, again, they get frustrated because they don't know what to do and, and they're not familiar. And it's not even just about, about playing the game, Cindy. It's, it's, um, you know, I think a lot of folks, and you, you can attest to this as a teach professional is, uh, it's the mental side of the game. They they don't know, you know, how to think on the golf course. They don't even know what to think on the golf course. So talk a little bit about that, Cindy, if you wouldn't mind, just to to, to jump in here um, about really what you try to do for, for somebody like Robbie who's first starting out. I believe that it's very complicated and difficult. Um, I don't want to say difficult, but it's, I didn't realize how much there is to think about to plan, prepare, and produce a golf shot and play a round of golf. And I, I teach beginners, number one, how to hit the ball. And people say, well, I want to go out and play. And I'm like, okay, we'll do a playing lesson, but you have to be able to hit the ball somewhere where I'm telling you to put it. So I, the ball striking – Skill has to come first and then we have to you know how do we aim and how far do you hit the ball and where do you want the ball to go and so when I do playing lessons with beginners we go to a short three-hole course with one par four and two par threes and typically they say well I want to go on the real course and I go well you're not quite ready yet to do that so mm -hmm. I never realized how difficult it is and how much thinking and planning goes into playing a round of golf. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to go to this short three-hole golf course because it really helps people understand what needs to happen to be able to go on to the real course. Do you have issues with that, Ted? Yeah, I, I, I think that's spot on. I, I think that a lot of people um, want to 
you know, sort of put the cart before the horse. And you've got it. You're right. You have to be able to hit. I mean, you certainly don't have to be hitting uh, golf shots perfectly, but you have to have uh, a certain skill, if you will, or a certain level of ability before you get out there because it, it only adds to the frustration. And, and Robbie, somebody that, that's uh, taken up golf um, just recently, um, you can attest that as well, that, you know, you have to be able to, to hit the ball with some, you know, uh, consistency before you start going out and playing because it can be very frustrating, correct? Yes, and, you know, I was a little bit of intimidated um, to start playing because, you know, I'm used to mastering what I'm doing, <laughs> and right. it was a new, uh, a new thing for me. It still is. Uh, but I, I do have to say that um, the way Cindy teaches is so encouraging, and honestly, I, I don't feel intimidated at all. Um, she makes it fun, and I think that, you know, hey, if you miss the ball or you're, you know, it goes over to the right or to the left, it, it's not a crime. Uh, and it's it's challenging, but it's not intimidating to me. And I really appreciate that. Well, and I think also, too, um, you know, Robbie, because you come from a fitness background, obviously you've kept yourself in good shape, and that helps a lot out in the golf course, you know, uh, with energy levels and things like that, um, but also because you know and understand how to pursue, I, I don't like to use the word perfection, but you know how to pursue certain goals, that's going to help you as well in the golf course with, with whatever Cindy uh, puts in front of you is you're going to be able to um, you know, set some goals and because you, by nature you've already trained yourself in how to achieve those goals, that's going to help you through the journey of learning to play golf as well. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm i a perfectionist, but, you know, I'm also mm-hmm. patient with myself, and I know that it takes training. I mean, I didn't get to where I am physically or, uh, you know, professionally because I quit early. Uh, y- you have to keep going, and you have to keep trying, and it's really about you know, you against you. That's the way I look at it. I don't feel like I'm comparing myself mm-hmm. to anybody else. But, but you can't. You also can't manage what you don't measure. Uh, and so you have to continually keep your goal in mind and also remember where you were, you know, two weeks ago and, and try and strive for the next step. And that's what I've always done throughout my career. And that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that say, oh, well, you know, today my energy is kind of low, so I'm going to, you know, sit on the couch and eat bonbons. That's not me. <laughs> you know, if my energy's <laughs> low, I, I'm going to, if my energy's low, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it high. And, you know, uh, energy produces energy. That's how you get energy by moving and by eating right and, you know, by exercising. You cannot say to yourself, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a day of rest. We all do, but I'm just saying that, right. you know, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days and you just push through them. Yeah. And and well said. And, and Robbie, that raises a very interesting question about golf because I think a lot of people don't look at golf as a very physical sport. It's not like football or other sports where there's, you know, contact or a lot of running or things like that, but it takes a lot of stamina to play 18 holes of golf, even nine holes of golf for some people. So using your knowledge of, of both fitness and nutrition, particularly nutrition. Talk a little bit about, um, for the benefit of our amateur golfers listening out there, some, some tips, if you will, that can help them 
play not only play better um, but perform better when they're out in the golf course? Well, very good question. And honestly, well, first of all, <laughs> I was sore the first day I came back from uh, golfing with Cindy. You know, it, it's. I mean, I I never sore. I mean, I'm like I'm always pushing, but I don't. I had. I had, uh, I mean, I felt it in my abs. I felt it in my legs. I felt it in my back. I felt it in my arms. I was telling my friends at the gym, I'm like, you guys, you need to try this, okay? So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's good. It's really good. It's a physical sport. Uh, the other thing is nutrition. I mean, I cannot express enough how important and how paramount, uh, you know, nutrition is you are what you eat and I'm Italian I like to eat um but I you know I have learned that you know first of all you cannot out exercise a bad diet you can't just exercise and eat whatever you want it doesn't work that way and you also uh just can't eat right and not exercise but the thing is it does your nutrition directly I mean you are what you eat it directly affects yep. both your body composition and your health and the way you perform on a day-to-day basis or the way you go through life. And so I come from the school, I mean, as a nutritionist, I know like a hundred dietary theories and bio-individuality matters. Um, one size does not fit all. You're, in fact, I do DNA testing at my uh, office that helps us determine what your body is going to respond best to in terms of uh, food, fitness, and the whole gamut. So you may respond best to a low-carb diet. Somebody else may respond better to a low-fat diet. But the fact of the matter is everybody should be eating nutrient-dense foods, the foods of the earth that God created that you don't need to read a label on. You don't need to read a label when you're eating a vegetable or an apple or something like that. What gets us in in trouble is we live in a fast food society where we think we can have a million-dollar body or a million-dollar bill of health by eating out of a box or a window. And uh, because Mm -hmm. we're always in this fast mode, we cut corners. And you cannot do that when you're trying to be better in life in any arena. And so, you know, really – I encourage people to eat nutrient-dense foods, the foods of the earth that you don't need to read a label on. It's not brain surgery, but it does. You do need to kind of experiment at first and see what works better for you. Um, Mm -hmm. I say if it comes from a plant, you can eat it. If it was made in a plant, don't eat it. So if it comes from a plant, you can eat it. If it was made in a plant... Don't eat it. You know, it's very simple. If it's white, don't bite unless it's cauliflower. I have all these little sayings that I tell my, my, my patients. But really, we need to eat phytonutrients like uh, cauliflower, cruciferous vegetables, cauliflower, broccoli, things like that. Uh, and so people say to me, well, Robbie, you don't eat a lot of uh, bread and things like that. I actually don't. I teach 10 classes a week. Uh, you know, up to 10 classes a week, I cycle on opposite nights and I don't eat like wheat bread and white bread and all of that stuff. I eat Ezekiel bread that's flourless, that's equal to eating an egg. It's high in fiber, high in protein, um, because that's what gives me energy and, and it's just, it gives me sustainable 
peak health for a long time. So, you know, it's not about no carb, no fat. I mean, my goodness, when we took the fat out of the food, everybody got fatter and cholesterol went up. Right. So that's not the answer. It's it's really eating the nutrient-dense foods that you don't need to read a label on. Uh, and I kind of encourage people to go through our healthy eating programs and, and get motivated and and knowledgeable because it's confusing today. You you listen to one show or you read a book or you watch TV and it says, eat this, not that. And then you read something else and it says, no, don't eat that, eat this. And it's it's so confusing. Right. <laughs> Obviously, the science is changing a lot too, but it's not brain surgery. You know, it, it, it really is uh, pretty basic. And you got to find out what works for you. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. And uh, just on a side note, I'm Italian too, so I, I can relate to what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, we Italians, we Italians can eat pretty good. And, and But you're exactly right. You raised some very valid points. Um, you know, what you put into your body uh, is going to affect uh, how it operates. And if you're putting a lot of junk food and things like that uh, into that, then it's, you know, your performance levels uh, are, are going to, you know, uh, be like a, a hill climb. It's going to peak and then it's going to crash and, and so on and so forth. Um, I want to go back and Cindy, I want to ask you something really quick here. Um, what were you doing to Robbie that caused her to be so sore? I have no idea. I, I mean, if I, I should be in great shape <laughs> and I'm not. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry you hurt. You shouldn't have hurt. Oh no. It's called the beautiful pain. I love it. <laughs> okay. It only happened. Okay. It only happened the first time. You know, it's just the first time. Uh, you know, uh, thing. But you know, I mean, you're absolutely right about. Um, you know, your blood sugar. You want to stabilize your blood sugar throughout the day, especially if you have a. You know, you're on the course. Your key is to stabilize your blood sugar so you don't have these peaks and lows in your blood sugar, and you're not feeling dizzy. And also, hydration is so important. I mean. I tell my patients, you know, drink half of your body weight in ounces of water per day minimum. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water per day minimum. But if you're out on the course and you're sweating or you're out on the bike and you're sweating, you need to pick that up. Um, Hydration is so important. And drinking filtered water without chlorine, lead, and fluoride out of a glass or stainless steel bottle is also important. And getting yeah, back to being well, Italian, I, I was just going to say, uh, you know, our grandmother's our, our grandmother's wheat is not the wheat we eat today. Our pasta that our grandmother made right. is not the pasta that we have today, which is why it's flipping on today's wheat and today's pasta is flipping on that metabolic switch, which signals our body to store fat, particularly in the midsection. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, the food is so different today. Yeah, and and that that you're exactly right. Um, you know, it seems that what we're eating now is is making us fatter, yet it's supposed to be making us healthier, and it's just not the case. Um, Cindy, go ahead. I know um, you, you've got uh, some final questions here for for Robbie as well. So tell us in 150 words or less, what should <laughs> our listeners be doing to be in better shape? and keep hydrated on the golf course and eat the right amounts while they're playing golf for four and a half hours? 
Well, I'm glad you said eat the right amounts because portions do matter. Um, and even if you're on the course for four to five hours, uh, you know, those portions still matter. You're not going to eat a large portion. You can't supersize. But really, you know, for peak health, uh, focusing on protein and fiber with every meal. So protein and fiber with every meal. So say, you know, uh, for lunch, you're going to have, you know, salmon and a salad. Uh, for breakfast, you're going to have, you know, eggs and a piece of Ezekiel toast. You don't have to have three pieces of Ezekiel toast, especially if you're trying to manage your weight. Um, and then, you know, for dinner, again, focusing on protein and vegetables. And there are you know, ways to have pasta, but it's not, you know, the type of pasta that most people think I eat is not what I eat. I eat, you know, spaghetti squash and um, black bean pasta and red bean pasta and chickpea pasta and things like that. But really, uh, you know, in terms of overall, focusing on protein and vegetables is key to stabilize your blood sugar. And then, as you said, the hydration, drinking before, during, and after exercise is paramount, especially when you're outside and, you know, the sun is out, protecting your skin as well, uh, being careful what we put on our skin, being careful what we put in our bodies, because truly we are what we eat. Both being careful with what we put in our bodies and what we put in our mind. Um, as I said, you know, I do believe that the way we perform, no matter what arena we're in, has a lot to do with our mental and physical uh, health. So be careful not what not just what we put in our bodies but what we put in our mind is equally important well, right thank you. well said yeah that I, was I don't perfect know if that was 100, 150 words i'm italian i could go on and on <laughs> <laughs> no that was that was perfect um Cindy, any any other uh follow up questions tell us how we can get a hold of your book Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, right now you can get it from here, uh, from me here in Buffalo, New York. Uh, you can email me at Robbie at RobbieRaw.com, or you can get it on Amazon. Um, next week I'll be speaking at Kingdom Bound, which is the largest arts and music festival. Uh, it's at Darien Lake, and there's thousands of people from all over the country and Canada uh, coming. I'll have my new book uh, released there as a, a pre-release, and you can get it from me there. And tell us again what the name of the book is. It's The Raw Truth Recharge, Seven Truths to Health and Fitness. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you for Very having good. me on. It's a pleasure. And you can also find uh, you, Robbie, on The Raw Truth on WDCX Radio and ESPN 1520 Radio as well. Um, for those of you who want to tune in and get some great advice. Um, Robbie, thank you very much for, for joining Cindy and I this morning. It's been uh, very interesting, and we're going to have you come back again because there's so much that we could talk about here, and unfortunately we, we're out of time uh, for this morning. But uh, we will definitely have you back on the show again and, and get into a little bit more specifics uh, about health and, and fitness uh, and particular nutrition uh, for some of our listeners out there who – maybe want some better uh, life choices to make. Um, they want to play their best golf, especially as uh, for some of us that are moving towards uh, our later half of life. And um, there's some, some great tips I know that you can provide. So we'll definitely have you come back on. But we want to thank you this morning for joining us uh, here on the Women of Golf. 
Well, thank you for having me. And people can go to RobbieRaw.com for more information. And uh, I hope everybody has a blessed day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Robbie. See you soon. Okay. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was uh, Robbie Raw uh, joining us this morning. Great great attitude, Cindy. And and, uh, I know you will serve her well and just don't work her too hard. She won't be sore the next time. But uh, I know you've got uh, some good plans for her to help her uh, learn and enjoy this game for for many, many years, uh, both her and her husband. Um, We want to thank everybody for joining us this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. And uh, we're glad to be back on air. And we hope you'll tune in next week as we uh, have some more interesting guests and we talk about uh, some of the things that uh, will help you to get the best out of your game. So on behalf of Cindy Miller, I'm Ted Odorico. Thank you, everybody, for again for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf. We'll see you next Tuesday. God bless, everybody. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.